everyone and welcome back to the weird world of rose um i want to start off how i start off every episode by thanking everybody who's listening um and if you've enjoyed this episode why don't you go back and listen to the rest of them um we've done episodes so far on musicals study abroad university the panoramic my housemate things like that um and definitely listen to those if you want something a little bit more fun and upbeat, I'd say. Because um, that's not what today's going to be. Um, so I apologise for anyone who was looking forward to the episode on being lactose intolerant and eating, still enjoying eating dairy products. Um, but I can't make that episode right now um there's so much else going on in the world that to me it just feels so inconsiderate and I can't find the words for it like I I would just feel so stupid making an episode about something so trivial when the world is going to shit or my world is going to shit like I obviously there's been a lot of things that have happened in the past week that have really affected the way that I feel about specifically the country that I live in but also just the society that I live in um and I want to have a conversation about that. <laughs> so I want to start off by uh, wishing you all a very belated happy International Women's Day. I didn't realise because I recorded my last episode on the Sunday, it hadn't I hadn't made the connection in my brain that the next day was International Women's Day. If I had, I would have done an episode on it. Um, but I really hope that you've all you've all celebrated that day and celebrated the women in your life um celebrated yourself um I know I I did a bit of self-care that day sent some love to some friends things like that um pretty much from from that point it's been a bit a bit downhill for us all uh, <laughs> I feel um so as most people would know from around the world, um, Harry and Meghan's interview came out last week as well. And I watched it and I found it really difficult to watch at some points. But I think that honestly, the worst bit for me was how unsurprised by it. I was, um, like, and I think that that's awful, like, how unsurprised I was that they're discussing the royal family being racist and discussing the fact that the royal family didn't really care about Meghan Markle's mental health, like, things like that, they've taken away their family's, like support and protection all because they needed to get out of a toxic situation like I, 
it wasn't surprising to me. And I've spoken to a lot of people about it this week and they've also not been surprised by it. It's absolutely horrific and it is something that needs to be changed. And I think that it, it points out quite well the systematic systematic racism that happens in the UK. It's not as... I don't want to say it's not as obvious as it is in the US, but I feel like we hear about it a lot more for coming from the US and the cases that come out of the US are a lot more, I don't want to say dramatic, because dramatic's not the word, but I feel like with the use of guns and stuff like that, there are more... (sighs) intense situations that happen, whereas in the UK, I feel like everybody just likes to pretend that the racism's not there, when it, it it is, and I know that that's the thing that I've been struggling with internally, being a white woman, of, of sort of feeling like, I feel like guilty, and even though I shouldn't, because I know that I'm doing my best, I still feel shit <laughs> for not doing more um but I'm educating myself and I'm trying to educate my friends and my family and the people that I'm around and I'm calling stuff out when I hear or see things that aren't okay I'm calling it out whether that be online or in person and I think that we need to be calling the government out and our country out and making sure that changes are being made from the top as well as just us. Like, obviously, it's important for everyday people like me to be making these distinctions and standing up for the people that have been oppressed, but there's only so much that we can do when it comes down to systematic racism and... I'm fed up of it and it makes me exhausted and I cannot imagine how the people that it's racism is targeted at feel. Um, Which sort of brings me on to the next big piece of news that's happened this week, which is the absolutely tragic death of Sarah Everard down in London. Um, I think she's from York and that's where I'm living at the moment. Um, Her dad teaches at the University of York. I'm going to go down to the Minster later on today, I think, and put a candle out at the Minster steps. Um, But it's just horrible and I, I hate thinking about it, but we have to be thinking about it and we have to be talking about it. Um, so just a, a rundown for people who aren't don't know about this. So I listened to a podcast the other day from America where the women on the podcast were saying that um, they'd not heard about Sarah, Sarah Everard until someone pointed, like, pointed it out to them. Um, so... 
Sarah Everard is a was a 33 year old woman who lived in Brixton in London um and on the night of the 3rd of March she was walking home from her friend's house in Clapham to Brixton which I think is about a 50 minute walk from what's been said um and she was kidnapped and then murdered um and the thing that has struck the chord with I think most women is the fact that she took literally every precaution that we as women are told to take when walking anywhere alone and she was still attacked she if you look at the pictures of the cctv footage from her of that night she's wearing like bright trainers a bright jacket a bright t-shirt i think she's even got like blue and white leggings on like she's wearing bright colors she's on the phone to her boyfriend she's walking on lit streets where there are cctv cameras and she still got killed like I've done less walking home from clubs at like in York, walking home from friends' houses. Like I've done less. And I've consistently done less than that. And it's fucking scary to think that this has happened to a woman who did everything, like took those precautions. It's just and what's worse is that it was a police officer who was currently being charged for her murder like we're supposed to trust them that's who we get told to ring if we are being sexually harassed or abused ring 999 talk to a police officer the police officers aren't even the ones trying to fucking protect us. They're the ones who were also out to get us. And that is petrifying. <sighs> Sorry, I know this isn't the most uplifting podcast episode, but it needs to be spoken about this. Yeah. Um. So then also since... Everything has come out about Sarah Everard. Um, women online have been um, posting about their own experiences. Um, stories are being followed, harassed, assaulted, um, having men expose themselves to them. And it's just... it's horrible like like I knew it was an issue but like when you you see the amount of women that have come out and said that this has happened to them and you listen to the stories that, that they're telling it's horrible um the Guardian released a statistic as well on Wednesday that 97% of 
women aged 18 to 24 um, have been sexually harassed. And 80% of women all ages have been sexually harassed in a public space. Like, that's most women. That's a majority of women. Like, that's not a few every so often. That's a majority. <laughs> like, yes, not every one of those women is going to be kidnapped and murdered, but there's still a chance that every single one of those women could be kidnapped and murdered. And that doesn't even matter at this point. Like, women, we should not be victim to harassment of any kind. It, it It's just horrific. I remember I went home. I want to say it might have been sometime over the summer when I was still living at home. And I'd been to work and I'd had a really hard day at work and I was tired. It was hot. And there was... um. A group of men who were doing some roadworks on the road running up to the crematorium by my house. And one of their vans was parked where I usually park my car. Completely fine about it. We knew that these roadworks were going to be happening. So I went and parked a little bit further down the road. And as I was walking back up to my fucking house, outside my house, one of the men who was sat in the van started, like, shouting at me and, like, I don't 100% remember what he said because in all honesty, I was fucking terrified and all I was thinking about was the fact that I just needed to get into the house. But like, I remember it being quite derogative and for that to happen outside my house, that man knows where I live. That man's done that and he knows where I live because he saw me go into my house. And that was terrifying. I like to think of myself as someone who will stand up for themselves. I've done it before in clubs. I almost broke a guy's hand once in corporation in Sheffield. He, I was walking to the bathroom. It was one of those nights where if anyone's ever been to corporation, you know, if you go with a big group of people, there's so many rooms, so many different bathrooms, so many different bars. And then there's also the smoking area, which is really big, that if you go with a big group of people, you're most likely not going to see the whole group until the end of the night when you meet up outside. It's one of those nights where we kept losing people. I was a bit stressed out, um, but I was having a nice time just a bit like, oh, I wish we were all together, or I want to find this person, I want to make sure this person's okay. So I was already a bit, a bit peeved off, a little bit like touchy maybe, and I was walking to the bathroom, and this lad touched my ass, and I turned around, grabbed hold of his hand, and squeezed, looked him dead in the eyes, and said, next time you do this, I will break your hand, and then walked away. So I am someone who will stick up for myself like I've taken self-defense classes I've used to do like jujitsu when I was younger like I'm I'm not afraid to stand up to people and tell them that they shouldn't be doing things when they are doing things and if they upset me I'm going to tell them but in that moment outside my house all of my courage left my body like 
my only reaction was to get to safety like and i don't back down from anything and in that moment like my fight or flight said bitch get the fuck out of there and i just <sighs> pains me to think that that man's probably going to go and do roadworks on a different part of the city and do it to like say something to another girl and maybe one day that that could escalate and i feel so guilty about not saying something back to him but also i was so upset and i was so panicked that i didn't even get the company of the like the name of the company that he worked for or the registration plate of the van he was signing like i was so panicked that um as I said, that the only thing I could think about was getting inside the house, like getting inside the house, like going and like, finding another human being, like, <laughs> it's just frustrating, yeah, <sighs> anyway, and it shouldn't happen like and it shouldn't happen to anyone and we always go to such lengths to try and stop this from happening to us like I remember when I was younger and I used to maybe a couple of times I'd get a taxi home from somewhere on my own I'd always take a picture of the registration plate and the ID of the taxi driver and like send it to my mum um I don't think I've ever left a club without showing my location with my friends until I got home or ringing my mum on the way home. I used to walk home from work at like 10pm at night in York and be on the phone to my mum the whole time and be describing to her like where I am, like what I can see, what exit like I'm at, like what the road names were, things like that. And... I was walking home from work. I wasn't, I was never dressed provocatively. The majority of the time I had my big fleece on with my hood up or a hat on, sort of baggy clothes, always wearing my trainers, like keys in my pocket ready to grab if I needed. Like, I, just makes me sad to think that the lengths that we go to to protect ourselves yet we're not being protected by other people this brings me on to um i feel like i want to talk about the vigil that happened so um Sorry, I'm trying to get my brain back in. So on Saturday night, um, people gathered at um, Clapham Common to have a vigil for Sarah Everard. Um, they were told, and it was cancelled, but still people turned up, which we have every right to protest in the UK. It's one of our human rights, I'm pretty sure. Um it was social distance, women were wearing masks, it was very peaceful, it was just people showing their respect and grieving 
a death of a woman who was brutally murdered to the point where they had to use dental records to um verify is not the word but to but to check that it was her which is horrific um and the police turned up as it is technically illegal in the uk at the moment to gather in big groups um the police turned up and at some points it got violent women were arrested and there are some really horrific pictures of what happened like there's one that i've seen go around on instagram from vice of a woman who's like obviously been tackled to the ground by a police officer and the chief of police i think it's the chief of police let me try and find her on here has has condoned the actions of yeah police commissioner um has condoned and defended the the police officers actions and i think the thing that frustrates me the most is that there um there was a big gathering for a football team yeah rangers the rangers had a big gathering and they were just walked down the street by the police and i can imagine that there might have been some arrests and stuff and i don't want to i'm not condoning the actions of any party really i do feel like women should be able to gather peacefully social distance to pay their respect for someone who's died and it's just it's the complete contrast to what the way that these football fans were treated to how these women have been treated and it's disgusting like it is horrific um people are trying to work out like why they did this i know i watched a video this morning that did say that maybe the police feel guilty because it was one of their own that killed sarah everard and they feel guilty so they're acting out out of guilt and stuff and i don't think we'll ever know what the real motive behind it was but i do hope that an investigation goes forward on it and i do hope that we get some answers because we fucking deserve answers to why we're being treated like this i think one of the last things that i'm going to talk about is hashtag not all men and in all honesty this fucking boils my blood 
I've seen multiple videos, Instagram posts, Facebook posts, TikToks, YouTube videos on how we know that it's not all men. I know that not all men are going to sexually harass me, but I don't know which ones will. Like, I don't know which ones will. And I don't know which ones will stand up for me if they witness something happening. And it's the majority of women. It's the majority of women that are being attacked. So why wouldn't it be the majority of men? Like, I feel like that's it really for me. If it's the majority of women, who says it's not the majority of men? And I feel like just saying not all men is just... I know that they're probably trying to be provocative and they're probably trying to get a rise out of us and they're being wankers because they can and that's what they get off from. But it's not on. Like, you should be pushing to make sure that the women in your life are safe. What about your mum, your aunts, your grandma? your sisters, your younger sisters, your daughters, your cousins. Like, a woman brought you into this earth, brought you into this world, and you should be able to respect that woman enough to be able to respect every other woman that you come in contact with. And it's just... It angers me. It makes me angry because, like... I come in contact with men on a daily basis and there is always a fear when you're walking down the street on your own, even if you're in broad daylight, that they're going to say something to you or they're going to try and follow you home or something like that. And you know what? I'm fucking tired of it. I'm so tired of being on my guard 24-7. I go out in my garden at night, I go and take my bins, the one minute, less than a minute walk down the back passage of my house, and I shit myself every time because I don't know who's going to be out there. We don't do it alone. Unless I am the only person in the house, I wouldn't, I, I don't go anywhere near that back alleyway when it's dark on my own charlotte will come with me or molly will come with me or even all fucking three of us will go because we don't feel safe in our own fucking back garden it just it upsets me (laughs) anyway i'm almost at the 30 minute mark which means my recording is going to stop in a couple of minutes Um, I'm going to go and take a break, I'm going to have a drink and biscuit, (laughs) I'm going to come back and I'm going to see if we can sort of spin this on a positive and talk about things that we can all be doing to help the situation. So I will see you in probably two seconds for you guys. Hi.
Hi everyone, I'm back. I've taken a few minutes to take a breather. Um, okay, so let's start off with men. If there's any men listening here or any information, like, this is just information that maybe you could give your male friends. Um, just basic just listen to us when we tell you that something that you're doing makes us feel uncomfortable listen to that and take action and then apply it to other men apply it to other people so if we if we say it makes us feel uncomfortable when you walk close behind us on a dark street don't do it tell your friends not to do it take action on that don't tell us that it's stupid and stuff like that don't tell us that you're you don't care i've seen some absolutely horrific things about men that have said oh it gives them a thrill it makes them feel good when women start walking quicker down the street because we feel like we're going to be attacked no if we tell you something don't we don't want you to do something don't do it. And if we tell you that we want you to start doing something, do it. Like crossing the road. If you're able to cross the road without like intimidating another woman or maybe putting your life at risk, cross the road when you're walking behind us. Take your hood down. Make your face visible. Things like that. Even have a phone conversation with someone. Ring a friend to have a conversation with someone so that we know that you're not focused on us. When getting on a bus or the tube or a train, don't sit near us. If the whole bus is empty, sit far away from us, but make sure that we can see you. So if we're sat at like halfway through, like the middle of the bus, sit at the front of the bus, things like that. And if you have to sit next to us, ask us first. Just like you do with any human being. Like, you wouldn't like it if someone came and sat next to you on a bus. If it was full. It's weird. It's creepy. I wouldn't like it if another woman did that to me. I wouldn't like it if anybody did that to me. Just came and sat next to me on a bus where there were other seats free. It's creepy. It's a bit strange. Um, Advocate for the safety of women call out your friends if your friends are talking about women in a derogative way or saying talking about enjoying women feeling feeling uncomfortable with around them or feeling afraid of them or things like that call them out on it tell them that that's not okay and if that means that you're going to burn some bridges and end some friendships then fucking do it because women's safety is worth more than a stupid immature man as a friend like and i'm sorry and that's harsh but it's true it it is <laughs> educate yourself and i think this goes for everyone educate yourself on the statistics the my words honestly the statistics of what's happening the things that are being tried to like tried to 
things that we're trying to do to stop these things from happening, things like that, talk to your female friends, talk to them, like get their stories, listen to each other. And that's the thing for us women as well. We need to, this is a time where, yes, we need to be fighting for the bigger cause, but checking on your friends, talk to your friends, give, hold each other up. Like, this is a hard time for all of us. So, yes, we need to be fighting and, yes, we need to be making sure our voices are heard, but we also need to be looking after ourselves and looking after our friends. So, please just check on your friends. Um, Especially, as well, this is a thing that I've been very aware of um is that um transgender women and people who identify as non-binary are also very highly likely if not more likely to be attacked check up on those friends make sure that they're okay show them that you are supporting them they matter just as much as any other person does and if you think that they don't this isn't the place for you i'm sorry but this isn't it this isn't the podcast for you we are 100 percent inclusive here like i have so much respect for every human being like specifically and especially if you've managed to go through something like a transition or questioning your gender or anything like that because I've seen it from friends that that's a difficult experience to go through and I look up to you for making those decisions and moving on with with it going through that and even if you're still questioning to this day good on you well done and I'm proud of you all I think I have one last thing that I want to discuss. Um, I'm going to post this on my Instagram story um, when this podcast comes up. Um, The government has um, reopened up their... um, It's like a survey thing. I'm going to see if I can find it so I can tell you exactly what it actually is. Um, All to do with violence against women and girls. Um... Yeah, it's a survey on tackling violence against women and girls and they've reopened this survey and it is going to be open until the 26th of March. It's done by the UK Home Office and I'm very aware that this could do fuck all and that they might not take any of this into account but I also believe the more people that fill this in and the more people let the government know that they are not doing enough and that the police are not doing enough the more likely they are to do something about it the more likely they are to take action the more likely they are to listen to us and I think that this is something that 
is easy for the majority of people to do, as well as signing petitions. Sign any petitions that you can find. I've recently signed one about putting more lighting in parks in Sheffield because a lot of the parks in Sheffield do not have adequate street lighting so that if people are going to be walking through the parks at night or even in the evenings in the winter it's not good enough so sign petitions do this survey it takes 10 minutes and anyone can do it you don't just have to be a woman or identify as a woman anybody can do it and it's important that everybody does because in all honesty if there's anything that we've learned from this past week is that women aren't respected women aren't listened to so if you've if we've got male identifying people filling out this survey and telling them that what they're doing is is inadequate they're more likely to listen like that's what my pessimistic mind would say is they're more likely to listen because it's a man telling them and not a woman <sighs> so anyway yes sign petitions fill out surveys repost things if you see something that someone's posted on instagram or on their instagram story or on facebook or anything you like i like that that hits that i i like that repost it put it on your instagram story don't think about the people that you might offend in the process because if they're offended by it they'll just unfollow you they weren't worth your time anyway that's something that i've definitely learned from I think starting from the Black Lives Matter movement in the summer, that I'm going to post the things that I care about and be fucked to anybody who doesn't want to see it. If you don't want to see it, unfollow me because this is who I am. I am advocating for things that I care about. And currently, that is the safety of women. So, yeah. I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> Sorry again for anybody who was excited for my episode on lactose intolerance. Um, hopefully that'll be next week's episode. Um, and I just want a big shout out to every woman in my life. Um, the women I live with, the women I see all the time and the women that I don't see and that I probably don't contact enough. I love you all and thank you all for being amazing parts of my life. So, yeah. That's that. <laughs> I know that that was quite heavy and I'll try and lighten it up a bit next week. But these things are things that need to be talked about. So, anyway, thank you for bearing with me and thank you for listening to The Weird World of Rose and I will talk to you guys next week. <laughs>